The following program contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. One two one two one two one two one two. This your boy Jay, aka JC, aka Jay Caesar, aka Law T, aka the Hip Hop Taliban. Back again with another episode of the Get Off My Lawn podcast. But this time, this time for the first time since late summer 2017, like Voltron, the team has. United, AB, you there? Oh, oh no, not them. Yeah, we back. <laughs> Professor Belk, my man, my man, and and is it Dre? Is it Dre? Black Cloud. That's what they say. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what's good? What's good? What's good? Hey, good to be here. Is it still snowing on you? I saw the other day you posted up a pic of like snow. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. There's places where it's still snowing. Yo, it's gonna snow on Saturday. (laughs) Where you live? It's gonna snow on Saturday, man. This is it's 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 not spring. It's people are real. Like it's you know, seasonal affective disorder. It's it's really happening here. Like people are really like anxious and ornery. Because this weather is just trash on the East Coast. Well, up here, wow. Northeast. See, here's the thing. For those who don't know, if you don't know, you should know. This is WrestleMania weekend. And yep. this year, it's down in New Orleans. Next year, it's going to be in New York City. Or New Jersey, whatever. And last, the last time they had it in New Jersey, they had heated um, corner posts. Because it was cold, it wasn't snowing, but I hope next year. I hope it's snow. I hope there's a snowstorm right on WrestleMania. <laughs> Such a hater. They hate, should hate, know hate. better. <laughs> WrestleMania hate, is a hate, warm hate, weather hate. event. Either build a wait, dome wait. or bring it to Cali. Wait, because WrestleMania is in a is in a stadium, right? So it's going to be, I guess, at MetLife. 
Yeah. That's going to be crazy. They, be, they better hope it's warm because it's going to be. Wait up, wait up, wait up. Are you serious? That's crazy. That's where it was that, before. Hope, yeah. I hope, I hope what? it's warm. I hope it's warm. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> wow. Three years ago or so it was there. And like I said, they had, you know, the, the corner post of the ring. They had heaters right. in them. So it was blowing into the ring because it was so cold. That's nuts. Yeah, but I don't know how to go. Oh, because it's snowing. So, yeah, sorry. Mm. Sorry for that. Mm. That's a, that's <laughs> Sucks for you. Yeah. So, yeah, man. it has been, as I mentioned in the uh, podcast, the last one I did, or I don't know, whatever. It was like last August, because the last time the three of us got together, we were talking about uh, 444. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, happy holidays, happy new year, <laughs> happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> happy festivals for the rest King of us. Day, Black History Month. How y'all been? What you been up to? Black, Black Panther. That Wakanda like forever. Wakanda forever. Oh, man. Yeah, kind of... Uh, Missed out on a little bit, but you know, anything new, interesting to report? Anybody? The oh, struggle is now. real, and it's, it continues, no. man. <laughs> yeah, nothing new. It's the same old, same old. You know, it's the same old. I mean, I, I you know, I checked out. I was, I was checking out your the the cast that you were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I have a couple questions about the Snoop Snoop thing. Uh huh. Now, why didn't you include any of his most recent hits? Because the, the gospel whole, album. Yeah, You're not right. Doing the gospel album. Because the the concept of it and the idea is to identify the point at which the MC peaked, just before right. they clearly and noticeably and discernibly fell off. And right. So yeah, well, fell off fellow lyric i guess you mean yeah 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 right. because in terms of popularity i mean please he's pop culture um right but yeah i mean he's he's been around so long that he inevitably you know even a broken clock is right twice a day <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have at least one hot verse last night i heard uh uh what, what's the day loss of pain came on and uh and snoop's verse on that wasn't bad right so you know every once in a while he can muster something up but on balance <laughs> he fell off he fell Yo, way off why are you making it sound like a blind squirrel finding a nut <laughs> <laughs> now now this is the other this is the other question i have for you yeah. with snoop now you have like i don't know fifty-five thousand songs something like that right uh-huh. Or more, probably now. Yeah. You didn't play one song from the Dog Father. Do you not have that album? No, I have it. You do? Yeah. Wow. I mean, when you didn't play the song, I was like, wait, 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 wait. When you didn't play the song. When I say I have it, when I say I have the Dog Father, I have the MP3. Right. I didn't buy it. There was one of those Snoop albums, and it was probably Dog Father. That I bought in the store at AMC Records in San Bernardino, California. Before I got back to my aunt's house, I was like, this is trash. And I went back to try and <laughs> exchange, exchange it. it. And they were like, 
But that's that's the new Snoop. So, yeah, I. Are you sure I didn't? Cause no, you didn't. You didn't. I, and I noticed it. Cause I was like, because you were talking about it, and then you didn't play a song from it, and I was just like, oh, he don't got that album either. <laughs> no, I, I, I just started it. laughing. Oh yeah. Are you sure? I, I, I couldn't. I, yeah, I, I couldn't remember a song from that album. And so I was hoping you would play a song. I could not no, no, for no. life of me remember a song from that I album. mentioned it. Snoop's Upside Your Head. Right. Oh, Snoop's Chat. You didn't play that song. But. No. I mean. And Vapors. Yeah. I mentioned that because he did the. Uh, right. But other than that, it was trash. But, but but nobody wants to hear those songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was garbage. But see, yeah. the thing was. <laughs> with. With that album, and now I've got to, uh, see, now i got to pull up his discography so that I'm keeping things in chronological order, discography. Okay, Doggy Style. Dogfather was bad. That was the one that Dre yeah. didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Dre was gone. And right. mm-hmm. it took three years because Snoop had shot somebody. Right. I'm innocent. Murder was the case. Yeah. And so then, after that, so that was yeah that was that album was terrible and then he got to that no limit album games to be sold not told that was equally trash and then he got to that no limit top dog that uh that's when he <laughs> got his lunch eaten <laughs> by exhibit <laughs> and, and you not not to you know dwell on that other podcast but like when you played, I forgot that other version existed. Oh, the like, one with I totally Eminem. Forgot, no, the one, the one was just him and Exhibit. Oh, the first, the original, totally, yeah, the original. I totally forgot that song existed. Like I only remembered the number, the part two. Oh, that's yeah. that's what, yeah. And it's probably because Snoop, you know, yeah, he got nope. his, he got his, his, he got his, his milkshake drink up. <laughs> That was Jeez. it was so horrible, and that was before the Izzle Dizzle era. Yeah, it was. Because by the time he got to that crutch, it was over. It had been, been, been over. So, what I didn't know in doing the research on that was that that one song I think I played G's and Hustlers or whatever got pulled from the album because of a sample clearance problem. Yeah. So the fabulous dramatics weren't playing. They're like, uh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Pay me in bud. Um, that, I still look at some of these guys, though. I mean, there's a longevity there that is just so difficult to attain in hip-hop, man. Your man has 16 solo studio albums. Yeah. And then you stack the joint projects on top of that, right? Yeah. That's not, that's not something you see in hip-hop, man. That's like Rolling Stones type stuff. You know, they yeah. get to do that. You know, um, like Steven Tyler and them get to do that. Hip hop doesn't right. do this. Yeah. And so while you might be talking about him, you know, falling off in terms of having that edge and, and being at his peak, he's still getting to do something that guys just don't get to do, particularly at that age. He's still recording. Yeah. And he's still getting stuff out, and people are really raving about this new gospel album. I mean, that's a whole other thing. I mean, granted, he's around. 
and like I right. mentioned in the podcast, he's like it's like Hulk Hogan. He's just he's a part of popular American culture that even someone who doesn't know anything about hip hop, if you say Snoop Dogg, oh yeah, he's a rap guy. So Hulk Hogan, oh he he's a wrestler. Um, so yeah, I mean he gets yeah, but I don't think he's embarrassing that. himself. I don't think he embarrasses himself getting in the booth. Snoop? The way that them dudes embarrass themselves getting in the ring at that age. Nope. <laughs> dude, does dude does he look like does he sound in the booth what them dudes look like at the ring pushing 50? Snoop? Yes. <laughs> Snoop, Snoop, Snoop. Well, um see. <laughs> I didn't want to have to do it. I didn't want to have to do it. You about to pull out? You about to pull out a steel chair? <laughs> you about to pull out a steel chair and a foreign object? I'm about to go right here and say. Oh no! Did he embarrass himself? Let's see if I can find it. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Okay, all up. Let me pull this one nine nine. Let me pull that down just a little bit so we can let. <clears throat> The professor be the judge. Matter of fact, on this, <laughs> we might as well play the obliteration too. So here we go. It's only going to be two minutes. <laughs> it's only going to take that long to determine whether or not Snoop embarrassed himself. Yeah. Trying to bring your ass to the table, y'all. It's X to the Z exhibit. Yeah. Where you Double at? D. Uh, go. OG. Los what? Bring it alive, Dr. Dre. Wow. Throwing up a big ass W, covering up the world, right? Yeah. Huh. Listen, look, you ain't trying to hot box with me. I swing hard liquor going down by the second round. All hell the underground. How that sound? Exhibit back and down from a conflict. Fuck the nonsense. Terrorists hit a bomb shit. Glass and metal in every direction. In the stem box, stand taught a very hard lesson. I'm the reason there's no time to reach for that weapon. And reason why niggas with problems keep on stepping. Exhibit ready to scrap like Mike Tyson with his license back. Nine to five minimum wage. What type of life is that for me? It's blasphemy. You fucking around with the Sunday. Kid and Butch Cassidy, you had the audacity to want to take with the X-ray in your neck, slap you like the opposite sex, drunk driving trying to stack my loot, while other rappers get treated like a prostitute, so check the sound scale. All I want to be was a G, ha, my whole life nigga please, ha, breaking off these motherfucking keys, ha, let's get these motherfucking keys, ha, nigga you don't want to fuck with this. <laughs> oh no. Big Snoop Dogg, back up in the heezy, baby, you jockin' my style. You so crazy, Dre say, ain't no limit to this. As long as we drop gangster shit, look here, bitch, you fine and I dig your style. Come fuck with a nigga, do it, don't be style. I'll be gentle, sentimental, shit, we fucked in the rental, Lincoln, Continental. Coast to coast, LA to Chicago. Yeah, nigga, you I know what's happening, man. Everywhere that I go. These bitches know what time it is. Hell yeah, hoes know about a nigga like me, Now, not to completely uh, revisit the the previous podcast, but he got done in on that track. Was it embarrassing? Mm, no, it wasn't quite embarrassing, but. When he came back, there was a remix, which is the one that uh, Dre was talking about, and that had Eminem on it. 
and his verse was worse. It was exponentially worse. And that was embarrassing. He wasn't even rhyming. He was just talking and not making much sense at all. And perhaps he was too high or too busy counting his money to realize he had embarrassed himself. But yes, he had embarrassed himself. Okay, so you basically conceded my point. You were like, it's not embarrassing. I'm like, that's my point. So one, exhibit bodied that track, right? Exhibit bodied that track. Right. But did Snoop look like a geriatric Ric Flair in the ring trying to put somebody in a figure four leg lock? But on the no. second, on the second one, he did. Yes, on the second one, he did. <laughs> and the yeah. point on the part the, two, yeah, he yeah. And in his defense on that one, it's not too many people that get on a track with Eminem and outshine Eminem. No, this wasn't like this we could talk about, about Jay Z and Eminem and, Ren- and Renegade. Again, it. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta revisit the so, catalog. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, I made you, I made you redo the whole last. Podcast. This your fault. This is your fault. I'm I'm just, gonna, this I'm your fault, saying, Black Cloud. Here, we're, I'm going to show you the embarrassing part because the the answer to your question is, and when I went over in the podcast, I was like, that was sort of a sign. That was like, hmm, things are weird. Then he had a chance to right, so you know what? He had a chance to come I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm, we're not going to relitigate this. No, it's okay. He made it's the okay. case to the people. I just want to play his <laughs> I just want to play his part and then we can I just want to bury him one more time. Oh, man. Exhibit wrecked it again. It was just, oh, my God. Yeah, Dr. Dre, somebody wrote that for him, but let's see. Ugh. Damn a nigga buzz hanging in the club with my nephew Eminem. What up, cuz? The great white American hope then hooked up with the king of the motherfucking West Coast, baby. And you don't really That was trash. That was absolute hot garbage. And that was embarrassing. That shouldn't have even That shouldn't have made it. That shouldn't have made it. That should have been on the cutting room floor. What you say? Yeah, that shouldn't have made it. What you say it was? Oh, I'm buzz, huh? Uh, Eminem, the great American white hope. Uh, I got 50 guns and I love them all the same. Bang, bang. What the fuck? No. No. I feel yeah, that, that way about it. LL's verse on the Flavor in Your Ear remix. So here we are. No, it's not here we are. Because Snoop, it's not like Snoop came back and it got better. Those were just public <laughs> examples. Those were just stark, clear public examples. Oh my well, God. How, how old were you when Snoop hurt you? Um... <laughs> when did that happen? That was 90-something. 96, 97. <laughs> Whenever it was. Yo! It, it, it was oh, atrocious. Man. And it all got started because as it turns out, like, you know, East Coast Dre, Black Cloud, he knows everybody in the uh, entertainment industry. Oh, he play damn. Six Degrees of <laughs> Black Cloud. <laughs> and Oh, boy. I came across a podcast host who had a picture of Snoop and said, if he's not in your motherfucking top 10 or top five, you need to rethink that list. And I was like, Ooh. I was like, Snoop who? 
Who's she talking about? <laughs> Maybe there's another Snoop. Because it couldn't possibly be Snoop Doggy Dog. So that was the impetus. And then it turns out later that, um, you know, Black Cloud, of course, he knows this podcast host. He knows everybody. Oh, boy. And so, you know. We're about to have a, we're about to have a DJ Envy Kid Merrill situation. <laughs> you walk, yeah, right? <laughs> somebody got to get rolled up on that. No, no ain't no somebody gonna get, roll it. Oh, somebody going to get ambushed. Be like, whoa, <laughs> let cooler heads prevail. Oh, man. We just talk about hip hop, man. Right? I don't want to have to look outside and they'll be like, Is it Dre? Is it Dre? That's what they say every single motherfucking day. So. <laughs> You have to put one of those disclaimers but, up, like on TV. Uh, the views represented by the hip hop Taliban do not necessarily reflect those of Black Cloud or Black Cloud Industries. No, but but let me ask you this: How'd you how'd you um how'd you come upon her? You know how Instagram? You just click on a link and then what, you click on one. But what about what about her? Got you to click on her picture mm. on Instagram. Mm. I have a very curious nature. You have a curious nature. Okay, a curious nature. So, uh, uh, <laughs> people who are listening can go ahead and click on Instagram and this Jazzy Bell TV. And oh, there you go. Check out the curious nature. Hey. <laughs> it was a hip hop podcast. It was a hip hop podcast. Was a I, was, podcast. I was conducting right. research on the competition. I was doing my okay. due diligence, right. just okay. searching around research. the research. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. got you. Yeah. Well, sound like David Letterman. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. Hmm. <laughs> go to go to Paul Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, the, the eyes were made to follow and the fingers were made to click. Man. Um But so yeah, so that's been the podcast. Anybody who's been uh keeping up that was that. But I found that because one of my concerns was that I wasn't gonna be able to find enough to talk about to do the podcast on a regular basis. So now just kinda of bump around online um till I come up with things and I mentioned that, uh, well, maybe I didn't. I've been watching a lot of these hip-hop documentaries because now there's plenty on Netflix and um, and now I got that Amazon Prime. There's videos on there. And they're of varying degrees of quality, but the fact remains that people are putting together, you know, documents uh, of the culture. And I watched one. <laughs> There's a document about the TR-808 drum machine. And it's actually extremely entertaining. I believe it's called 808. And if you have uh, Amazon Prime, it's on there. But it might be other places as well. And a lot of early hip-hop. <laughs> that TR-808, that sound, that very distinct sound. And they even went back to, uh, they found the Japanese guy, in, engineer in with Roland, who invented it. And he was saying that they got that distinct sound because 
he was using like these bad chips from some other electronic product they made that uh, was failing. So they took out these bad chips or transistors or something and put those in the TR-808 and that's what gave it its unique sound. But what happened is, one, it exploded and got popular beyond their wildest dreams. But the problem was they needed those bad chips to keep making more. And once they ran out of bad chips, they couldn't make any more because they couldn't replicate that sound without the bad chips. And they couldn't figure out a way to create the bad chips. So that is why uh, TR-808s are in <laughs> limited supply. You might find one on eBay or something like that. But uh, it's the, the more you know. Yeah, it's a, I'm telling you. I watched another documentary about um, uh, the graffiti graffiti artist in New York back in the day and they were talking about how uh, the graffiti art artist preceded hip hop by several years and their argument was we didn't come out of that that didn't come out mm -hmm. of us we, we were a totally separate movement and then there was an article written and in the article the writer sort of pulled all these different things together, the breakdancing, the DJing, um, graffiti art, and that's how it sort of got all blended together. And then as it spread out, people just accepted that, and that's what it was. So that one uh, is called Rock Fresh, and they bring back a lot of the old New York graffiti artists that tell their stories, and it's a lot of good good work being done out there so that's kind of dope has it, either you watched the uh roxanne chante join on netflix <laughs> i haven't watched it yet because you know i got so much in my queue yeah but i have been going through various social media posts reminding people that she did not get a phd from Rutgers in psychology really is yeah, because who's claiming that that was that was what you know things get recycled right yeah. and so people are recycling memes and images of her talk about how she finessed the label by getting them to pay for her education for life mm -hmm. and then she rode that all the way to a doctoral degree and then she had to do an interview where she apologized because people went checking receipts and not only did she not have the degree they had no record of her attending Wow. This was years old, right? Like this was reported in Vibe and a couple of other places. Yeah. And so this story is years old and you know, you thought cold, but then the Netflix joint comes out and it revives interest in her and in the period and in her life, you know, after you know her hip hop celebrity. And then the memes come back to life and you're like, wait a minute, man, just because you might be feeling a documentary doesn't mean that you should be putting stuff out here. It's just not true. And it's been demonstrated to be false. Wow. You know, what? Wow, I, it's, it's funny because I kind of do remember hearing something like that, that the record label paid for her school. So they didn't pay for it at all. Or it's just that she didn't get a doctorate. I don't know if there was an agreement. Uh -huh. It sounds so bizarre to have that in a record deal. Yeah. 
So I don't know if that was part of the agreement, but when she made claim to have these degrees, they're like, yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Dang. <laughs> Damn, who was my man? The uh there was a football coach, Gary o- O'Leary? O'Lier? <laughs> He was he was gonna coach the Vikings at one point. He was down at Georgia Tech. George O'Leary. George O'Leary. It was yeah. George O'Leary. He was he was coaching Georgia Tech, and he lied about his his uh, credentials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of lying. Oh my goodness! I don't it's know. Like he, he up here, George O'Leary was out here. Like when I fail, I fail up. Shout out yeah. to the good place. <laughs> I don't when know when I credentials fail, start I fail up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, he's like, um, there's a show called The Good Place with Ted Danson and a whole bunch of other folk. And dude on the show was like, there's a reason why I came back as a 45-year-old white man. When I fail, I fail up. Wow. And none of this wow. truly derailed his career as a coach, right? <laughs> nah. He got to keep working. Yeah. He didn't get you know, the- He didn't get that gig. Yeah, right. But, but he, he got to keep working. They land on their feet like cats. Man, but, listen. Yeah, so Roxanne uh, Shante in 2009 told the Daily News that Warner Music Group had paid for her education for life. And she said she had an undergraduate degree from Marymount Manhattan College and a PhD in psychology from Cornell. And then about a week later, Slate.com was like, yeah, she doesn't have a degree at all. Dang. She says she had a PhD at Cornell. Whoa. Yeah. So like undergrad Marymount Manhattan College and then PhD from an Ivy League institution in psychology. And then Slate was like, yeah, no, negative. And so she issued an apology that had a whole lot of words, but <laughs> didn't <laughs> didn't get that. directly to the matter. <laughs> Roxanne, Roxanne, now on Netflix. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if that's made you, it in though, the movie. You know, watch, support, support. You know, no shade, support. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's I'm in ten years in college collecting three degree, three degrees. I get kind of sensitive about that. Right. Like yo, I earn these, man. I'm like, I'm like Dave Chappelle and and, and undercover brother. I'm still paying for spy school. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Why you would it's it's one of those Donald Trump lies. Why are you lying about things that are easily verifiable? Right. Because Man. when you don't have the education she claimed to have, you don't know you can get caught out there like that. Man. Ouch. I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable right now. Wow. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Man. Oh my God! What the Cosby? <laughs> you got caught liking his Sherry Drake. I, I feel it. I'm feeling even more uncomfortable. Oh my goodness! You feel, you feel it personally attacked right now? You were liking no, this no. Sherry? No. Oh my goodness! That's something. What you know? Hip hop. Wow. It's like uh, all these other people. Well, <laughs> what was my man uh, Rick Ross got cut out there? Mm. You know, Officer Rick. Yeah a lot of faking and fronting that's part of the tradition i suppose um but you mentioned i don't know what that show was you mentioned ted danson i haven't seen him in anything since uh cheers other than Kirby enthusiasm. T- 
Ted Danson is 70, 71. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, it's still out here crushing it, man. Yeah, well, power to him. You can, you can again, failing up, you can come back from blackface. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Jeez. Whoopi ain't forget. Yeah, well. <laughs> Cost her more than him. Yeah. Talk about, I, I think I saw uh, Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl halftime show. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. You sure did. But, uh. Hey, speaking of TV, hey, he is. Oh, no! I was just gonna say, did you? Uh, has anybody, anybody watched The Shy? Nah. Yes. Okay. Yes. What'd you think? It's better than I. It's better than I expected, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was. It was better than I. I kind of expected it to be like bootlegging. I kind of expected it to be like the the black version of Shameless with not enough money. And it was actually pretty good. It was, you know, it's a good, like, you know, um, you know, it has, it has some good stories in it. Like, you know, the the different storylines or whatever. A couple of them were good. A couple of them I didn't care for, but yeah. a couple of good storylines in it. So it was like those are worthy, uh, especially as it, as it went along. It was a couple, you know, good, it was good stuff. Yeah. I thought it was, if The Wire is 1A, I think The Shy is like 2B. Mm. It's not... It's Whoa. not quite, I mean, as it goes along, it might get there, but yeah, it had enough elements and different storylines, and um, at no point did I think it was uh, really exploitative. Um, right. right. But, but you mentioned in The Wire, man, that's high praise. Yeah. That is, that is very, very high praise. Are I mean, they worthy? I put it like this. The first season of The Wire... I was kind of like, okay, this is good, but it took. Right. It was probably like season three when I was like, wow. And then I agree. Beyond that, and so I think like the shot, like I think they're off to a good start. Like I'm kind of curious, like to see okay. what happens next. So, and uh, I thought Common was gonna play a bigger role, but that's fine by me that he didn't. Um, yeah, because his acting was horrible in the like three or four scenes he was in i was like what the, i yeah, mean what I, is it ever I great but yeah like it was just he seemed i don't know distracted <laughs> right but when me, is it ever great i'm not saying he's great uh, great like, actor, he showed up in suicide squad i was like who left the gate open <laughs> <laughs> i forgot well, that whole that. that whole movie was, uh, yeah dc no. doesn't know how to dc can't dc doesn't know how to do the superhero movie other than uh, the Batman, they got one good one. The Dark Knight. Nah, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about this current run, this, this attempt at a DC expanded universe. They got one good movie. Which one is that? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. That's it. That's it. I mean, Wonder Woman was one of those things where it's the right thing to do, and it had it had parts. <laughs> but in general. <laughs> As a good movie, how many times have you gone back and watched it? Again. Exactly. Twice. Really? Twice. That's yes. two more than I would have thought. Cause Not in the theater. <laughs> Once in the theater, the rest were, you know, at home on HBO. The third act was terrible. Yeah, I was just about to say. It, it, it got weak the at second, the end. The got, second time I watched weak. it. It got I a little really, weak at I the really end. I really hated the third act. The middle I was really cool. I really hated the third act. Yeah. 
This I think the middle was probably the the, the beginning. I like the beginning and the middle. The third act is kind of it kind of fell into the regular DC movie mm-hmm. thing. All the beauty shots of her walking towards the camera. It was like where was all the gritty like fighting and stuff that she did in the beginning? Where where was all of that? But you know that's the point of the story they're trying to tell, right? Like, and that's part of the reason why the DC flicks have struggled a bit. Outside of Batman. Wonder Woman and Superman was supposed to be about hope. You know, yes, giving right. getting people to live up to their better natures, right? To right. to express and pursue their ultimate concerns. Right. They're not brooding, troubled, disgruntled characters. That's not right. who they are. Right. They're supposed to inspire humanity, right? And they made Batman and Superman the same character. Right. And that's just They're the not same a thing. person, which is not a thing in, in the comic book. They're not the same person at all. So I learned a life know. lesson from Superman. Superman three, which was the best Superman. It might be it's clearly my favorite of the Superman movies. The one Richard Pryor? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> What's Superman? Or maybe what's Superman? Is it two? Which is the one with General Zod? Is that two or three? Two. Two? Okay. Two. My bad. Okay, so two. Yeah, not the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because three was Richard Pryor. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is Brewster's it was Brewster's <laughs> millions meets Superman. Right. No, in two, when Superman, like a sucker, he <laughs> He gets a little from Lois Lane, goes up to the North Pole, and gives away his powers because he's in love. And he wants to be just a regular dude because he's in love. Got stars all in his eyes. So they hitchhike their punk asses back from the North Pole, go to that diner, walk in, and he gets checked and punched in the mouth. Then he gets up (laughs) trying to (laughs) jump bad again. Bow! Gets busted up again. Then he starts bleeding. Then he's like... My blood. Uh, and then he looks at the TV and Zod's calling him out like, I've taken over. Where is the son of Jor-El? And then he's like, oh, That's snap. Funny. It wasn't worth it. And then he's got to hitchhike his punk ass back up to the North Pole, <laughs> dig through the snow, find his crystal, get his powers back, and come back and do what he has to do. So the moral of that story, to me, was don't give up your superhuman powers because you think you're in love. <laughs> and that's a life lesson for you as someone that has superhuman power? I'm just saying, don't give up anything that's extremely <laughs> important to you, your fabric of your being, because you think you're in I love. Did, I, I didn't know this whole time I'd known you that you could leap tall buildings in a single bound. I could leap tall buildings. <laughs> exactly yeah, where I was going. In a single bound. <laughs> Exactly where I was going. Superman lover. Oh, Who man. knew? Wow. I'm Who just knew? saying. I'm just saying. He gave. What kind of. And it's funny because I've had this discussion over the years. And typically, women have disagreed where they're like, I'm like, he gave up his superpowers? That's crazy. Because he was in love with her? Please. He, <laughs> he was laying up there in those. They were laying up there in those. Uh. Silver sheets and shit. Silver sheets, yeah. You need you need a red solo cup right now so you can walk <laughs> away like mm, I don't know. Man, I'm you just, just saying. became a, you just became a meme. <laughs> I'm just saying. Walking away with his red cup, like I don't know about that one, dog. Um, exactly. I mean, you're super, I'm, uh, 
I don't know. Superman, but that's a no. That's a no for me, dog. But yeah, so DC, I don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. And but now that I have Movie Pass, which I advise everybody within the sound of my voice to go get immediately. <laughs> You're gonna be at Aquaman on opening night. I'll be. I'll be <laughs> at everything. Pass. I, yeah. I, I'm with you on that, man. I've seen so many movies on Movie Pass because of Movie Pass that I know normally I wouldn't have like gotten a chance to see. Dude, I was like, listen, it's Movie Pass, it's free. So, but you saw La La Land? No, that was before Movie Pass. That was before Movie But I did see what's this? The movie that just won the Academy Award, the Fish movie. You saw the you saw the movie where she was begging Whitefish. Yeah, I was I was taken to that, and I was like, hey, Movie Pass, cool, I'll go. And we were sitting there watching no, it. No, <laughs> dude, she that that was basically the the third flick for Hellboy. What? <laughs> it, kind of. Your man Abraham and Hellboy. I don't the remember Fish Hellboy. Man. Oh man, come on, Hellboy was dope. Really, I'll, I'll have to go back and check it. Ron Perlman as Hellboy was dope. I remember, I remember he was in it. I just don't remember the, the story. But yeah, we we never we never got the third flick. As a matter of fact, your man from um, Stranger Things is playing Hellboy in the reboot. Who the black kid? <laughs> oh, geez, the man. sheriff. The oh, sheriff. Oh, oh. The sheriff oh, is playing. Okay. He's playing Hellboy. So you, well, saw, you saw Shape of Water. I like Shape of Water. I couldn't. I mean, I was watching it and I was suspending my disbelief until she banged the fish, man. That was ridiculous. That was absurd. <laughs> and then, then she messed around yeah, and gave the <laughs> she gave the fish crabs or something. Oh no! <laughs> right after they did it, he got all sick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Go see what? the doctor. <laughs> you went cool, Modi. <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> What if I done stuck my man. And then at the end when he tried to get all tender and shit and kiss her. Spoiler I, alert. Spoiler alert. I just started laughing. And it was highly, I guess, inappropriate, but it was just silly to me. That so what you're saying is movie pass got you making bad decisions just because you think <laughs> No. I, I mean no, the movie was you good. Get to see, yeah. The movie's mm. good. But I'm saying but like yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying the thing about movie pass is that it takes the idea of do I really want to spend my money mm. on this movie or do I want to save my money for another movie? It's just you can just go see whatever, you know. I yeah. can see kinda, bad kinda movies until I've had myself. Well, well, it's like, you know, like I saw Annihilation, which I ended up liking. I saw that. Um, there's a, yeah, like there's, you probably saw everything. But that's the thing. It's like you, there are movies that you want to try to catch. But you may not catch them. Well, movie pass, you just it's like a study. My daughter, my daughter has it too. So every children's film that's been out, she's seen every last one of them. Cause it's like, well, normally I'm like, I'm not paying my money to see Peter Rabbit. But we wow. saw Peter Rabbit. Yeah. See wow. like uh what's it called? Fish out of water? Fish fish man? <laughs> the, fish the man shape of does water. Detroit. <laughs> Nah, I'm calling him Whitefish like my man Black Falcon <laughs> and Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Whitefish. It's like, you think I wanted to call myself Black Vulcan? My name was Super Volt. Black Vulcan was Aquaman's idea. Why don't we call you Whitefish? <laughs> so I'm calling your man Whitefish. Whitefish. She banged Whitefish. Oh, That's man. funny. The movie, 
my thing is, it's not that the movie was bad. It's just that with Movie Pass, I agreed to see movies that I otherwise wouldn't have seen because I was like, eh, I'm right. not spending my money on this. Like I saw that three billboards in Montana or three right. billboards in Missouri or whatever it was. That was a good movie. Right. Um, but I wouldn't have gone to pay. I wouldn't have paid fifteen dollars to go see that on my own. I would say that's exactly. Black Panther. Exactly. Exactly. All four times. Yeah. I mean, I just watched a movie the other night just because I was by the theater. It was uh, some horror movie, Strangers Pray at Night, which was bad. And Dude, man, you talk about so many whack movies. I got to bring in a line from Black Panther. You are not to speak of this. Hey, I'm telling you, movie pass. <laughs> movie pass. The thing I'm with is, the but, white but people notice, in that movie. I mean, what you're talking about with movie pass is dope, right? Yep. But the way you're selling it is so whack. Yo, you can see all these movies you wouldn't have cared about. They were kind of whack. And every once in a while, I want to be good. Yeah, movie pass. But no, <laughs> I can see. That's movie. so lame. No, I can see all the movies. I can see the ones I want to see, the ones that are good, and the ones that are questionable. I can get it okay. all, all done. Oh, here goes uh, West Coast Dre calling. But since he wanted to step off, he's getting the, the red decline button. Be do. <laughs> wow. Um, what up, West Coast? I thought you were inviting him onto the podcast. No, no, he's too high profile. He's afraid he might say the wrong thing, and then his boss is potentially going to try and make a presidential run and get run out of town by Trump. And, you know, mm. we're just so. Hey, yeah, onward it's Trump. No, no, I got to get this out real, real quick. Yeah. So we really not going to talk about how your 71-year-old president got into a beef with your 75-year-old vice president and had me really out here like, so if they have walk-up music, what are they going to (laughs) play? And so for Trump, you got to go Ted DiBiase, right? Like, money, money, (laughs) money, money, money. Oh, man. And then Ben Carson can come out like Virgil. (laughs) And then, oh and then, God. and then, when wow. your man, your man, you know, Joe, Joe Beasy come out, you gotta drop the John Cena. Rap it all. <laughs> your time oh is man, up. my time is now. <laughs> you, yo, the- too. <laughs> these dudes are in their seventies. Talk about yeah, yeah. We was in high school. I take them out behind the gym. The funny part is that you really. Don't have to imagine it because Donald Trump was a participant in WrestleMania 23, so he had music. Right, clown. We got to touch him up, man. He can come out to some Snoop. When uh, a few years ago, Jalen and I went down to Dallas for WrestleMania, and Snoop was there. He came because one of the Female wrestlers is his cousin, allegedly, and he came yeah, out a lot of cousins. doing yeah, doing some izzle dizzle and you know wrapped her to the ring. So you know who, oh, man. So we've hit let's see, we've hit TV, comic books, we've hit a little bit of politics, movies, movie pass, movie pass, get it, heavy, heavy, heavy. Well, here's another thing. Um... I don't know. I think Dolphus. I think you mentioned that you have it. Uh, Sirius XM. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm so disappointed. Then, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, the hip hop station backspin. 
was replaced with the LL Cool J Rock the Bells station. I'm so disappointed. What? Well, you tell me why you're disappointed, and then I'll... Dude, man, like, I gave it a little listen, right? And, well, first off, they hijacked Channel 43 for, like, a week, and all you had was this loop of Grandmaster Cass doing the spoken word poetry, right? And I'm like, yo, every time I'm turning the backspin, this is what I get. Uh And it was a dope poem, but after you hear it once or twice, you know, you're kind of done with it. Right. So there's that, right? Then... When they do roll it out, it doesn't have the same flow. And I get it. It's a new product. It's its own product. They have different things that they're trying to do. But I could count on Backspin to get me to work, get me home with some dope sets. And the sets are just so disjointed, right? Like there's no flow from one song to the next. Like not in terms of genre, not in terms of period, not in terms of vibe. You know, it's just all over the place, right? Yeah. And so after a couple of days of listening, man, I just went online and I threw up this um this picture of the two Aunt Vivs from Fresh Prince right next to each other. And I'm oh. like, Backspin versus Rock the Bells Radio. And it's original Aunt Viv versus new Aunt Viv. And we all know who the GOAT was. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. And this is not to say that there are some things that they're trying that I don't like. Like, there are some things that they're trying that I do like. I like that they're playing, um, you know, like founding era hip hop, right? Yeah. Because that's introducing people to some important stuff that kind of laid the foundation for hip hop as a whole. But there's no flow. Yeah. It's so disjointed. Well, did you also happen to notice that, like, it seems about every fourth song is an LL Cool J song? Well, there is that, right? (laughs) And it's not... It's not always the hits. I heard some song with him and I think Kid Capri. It was some <laughs> some chocolate lover man song. And it was awesome. Mm. It was mm. awesome. They're not discriminating whatsoever. And it's noticeable. If you turn the station on, you're going to hear, if you listen for a half hour, you're going to hear an LL song. Um, but but and this is the thing about Backspin, right? Like, Moni Love had her show. Ed Lover had his show. Combat Jack had his show, R.I.P. to Combat Jack. Yeah. Like, I could tune in and learn so much about right. hip-hop from the shows that they were doing, the people that they had on. You know, they bring on people, the guest hosts. Like, they, like Red Man was awesome as a guest host. And, you know, so I'm not hearing that yet. Like, I don't know wholly what they're trying to be. So, so let me ask you since I don't listen to it. Like, so those people who had shows before, they don't have their shows anymore. Like Moni and Ed Lover and all those people. It's been relaunched. It, it, it's almost like you remember when them dudes sat in their dorm room in Houston, basically decided they wanted to remake Z eighty nine and bypass all the appropriate channels to do it. Oh right. It's not as radical a shift as that. But it seems like some people just kind of sat down and were like, yo, we're going to do this and we're going to bring an LL and it's going to be dope. But they're like, okay, bet. Yeah. And they play, um, like you said, they play a lot of that founding stuff. But, I mean, say what you will, I can only take so many of those eight and a half minute old school 1983 songs before I've got to change the station. 
put it like this. Today, Jalen and I were driving because he's on spring break. <clears throat> we got went over to the uh, uh, Time Warner spot, parked the car. He was like, I'll stay in the car. All right, he stayed in the car. I got out, walked across the parking lot, went into the uh, cable company store, went over to the kiosk, punched in my information, paid my bill, got my receipt, came back outside, walked back across the parking lot, got back in the car, and the same 1982 <laughs> eight and a half minute song was still playing. Yeah, you got a three minute, 30 second attention span now. I mean, it was, well, again, I, I understand it was the early days, but those rudimentary raps weren't worthy of an eight and a half minute time frame, but well, it depends on who's doing the spitting, right? If it's ultramagnetic MCs and they're giving you MCs Ultra, you're going to rock out to that. If it's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, the message, you're going to rock out to that, right? But yeah. if it's Houdini, Five Minutes of Fun, <clears throat> classic, right? You're going to rock out to that. But yeah, um, some of the other stuff, it's like, yeah, okay, thank you, but we're done. It's so long. Well, as a matter of fact, last night... Um, some friends of ours gave us some tickets to a Laker game, and on the way home, we're listening to uh, Rock the Bells, and they played one of those really long. So we listened for a good five and a half minutes, and then it was like, all right, we got to change. So then I flipped down to Hip Hop Nation, like, okay, let me see what uh, Hip Hop Nation, what are they playing? And of course, they're playing um, Lil Yachty. Drake featuring somebody, and Little Somebody featuring somebody else, and the Migos. I'll put it like this. Number number one, if you have Lil in front of your name, I'm not fucking with you. Number two, that don't hold up too well, right? Like like Juvie, that don't hold up too well as you age. Yeah. And then the other thing is, if you have a tattoo on your face, I'm not fucking with you in any walk of life because it shows me (laughs) you're not attuned to making quality decisions. So I have no use for you as a rapper and in life. I'll be on the other side of the street. I'll be over here. Face tattoos. Is that much different? Is that much different than folks walking around Botox? Have they made good life decisions? I don't. I don't know. I can't. I, I'm, my eye isn't as critical to recognize Botox in LA? jobs. In L.A., your eyes not. He's as used critical. to it. I mean, he sees, probably sees it all the time. I'm not. I'm not Dre. I'm not in the Hollywood mix. So, dude, oh. if you're talking to somebody and there's no facial expression that gives you an indication that they're feeling you, like the eyebrows don't go up, the forehead doesn't wrinkle, like questioning. Yeah, but like see, that's, that's that's never bothered you. That's kind of like a white thing. And where I With live, Botox? do black people do that? Yes. We, really? we talk about Rock the Bells Radio, right? Whoa, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Other than Little Kim, I didn't think black people did that. But have you seen Vivica Fox lately? No. Is she all puffed up? Mm, listen, gonna, go ahead. Listen, J, JC is like, listen, he is, he's not industry, he's in these streets. And in the streets <laughs> in LA, they're not doing that, right? They, you told, you got to be in Hollywood, you got to be in Beverly Hills, you got to be in Bel Air, you got to be in Calabasas, yeah. you got to be over there. That's Otherwise, far. you're not, you're not, right, you're not seeing 
Okay. I'm like I'm like Adolphus. I'm not in the streets, but I'm on the sidewalk. I'm street adjacent. And if I see, adjacent. If I see somebody coming down the street with face tattoos, I'm deferring to them and I'm getting out of the way because that's someone who's prone to do anything. If you're going to get a face tattoo, what what won't you do? Like you're totally and completely unpredictable. Mike Tyson was a nut, but once he got that face tattoo, it was like psycho. <laughs> but, but that was the point. He wanted to be menacing. He wanted to get his menacing nature back. But Mike disappointed because when he first got it, he said, yeah, this is just the beginning. And that, that was the end. That's because he started losing fights. <laughs> <laughs> people were <just> scared. <laughs> you could have t- face tattoo and people aren't scared of you. you like, oh, God, I'm not doing the rest of this. Wow. <clears throat> well... <laughs> but I haven't seen, you know, to the point. I haven't, I haven't heard any programming yet on Rock the Bells Radio, right? Like I haven't heard radio shows where it's like I know if I tune in between four and six Eastern Standard Time, I'm gonna hear so and so. Like with exactly. Backspin, you knew certain time of day you had Ed Lover. You know, if it's the weekend, you had Moni Love, you had Combat Jack. Right. Like, you knew what time they would be on air. Um, but I, I haven't gotten that yet with um, with Rock the Bells Radio. And I'm, I'm going to give it more time because they might need some time to, to figure out what it is that they're doing to make necessary adjustments. But for right now, um, it's kind of rocky, B. Yeah, it is. And... Well, when I turned away from there, and then I got, uh, it was Drake and some other cat, uh, totally irrelevant, I suppose, but... But you listen to God's plan? No, because, again, that's not rap. I mean, I guess in today's world, it's rap. (laughs) Like that hybrid singing, talking... Kind of rapping. You know, we could draw a straight line from Big Daddy Kane to Drake, right? I mean, you can draw that line, and it would be you a downward arrow. You could draw the line arrow. from Common to Drake. Well, if you start with Common when he did, there are times when you need someone. Now, when he did hey, that, don't hate on that blue eyes soul right there. Your falsetto was killing me. I'm, don't hate on that blue eyes soul right there, though. I'm not hating on it, but I'm saying that's when he went from being common sense to common and realizing that oh wait there's a whole other demographic let me get them nah he always been that dude man like that's that's what Kane was mm, Kane, Kane made a track for the ladies he made a track for the brothers right and then he started figuring out yo these ladies are buying a lot of music <laughs> I mean he just we just tried it too soon he tried to be the Barry White of hip hop but he was too far ahead of his time but it worked for Heavy D yeah, I mean that's fine, but common and it, and it a, worked for common. From no, when he got to the light, then he uh, clearly you could hear on his records like now he was doing the the Big Daddy Kane LL thing where there were clearly songs targeted towards women, which mm-hmm. is fine. But I'm just saying there's a you notice in his career like once you hit that song. Then you start seeing the progression, and then you get into the <laughs> crochet pants. <laughs> Eric oh, Badu makes God. men do interesting <laughs> things. But, 
Yeah, so, I mean, I guess Drake, because I was looking, I decided, like, all right, <clears throat> let me see what is on top of the rap charts. Because I remember way back in the day on the podcast, we'd look and see what was on top of the rap charts back then. What was... Kendrick? Yeah. Well, no, on top is Drake God's plan. So I listened to that, and he was, like, singing. So I was like, all right, let me see what's next. Then there was the next number two song, according to Billboard, is Psycho by Post Malone, who I'd never seen, but when I looked at the video, he had face tattoos, so I said, eh. and I played it, and he was <laughs> He's doing more troublesome. Is he, what, what's he, is he white? What is he? Yes, he is. He's really? problematic. He's troublesome. He was one of these dudes, he was like, you know, He's making a boatload of money off hip-hop, but doesn't always seem to respect hip-hop, right? Because he's like, well, if I need a good cry, you know, hip-hop is, you know, doesn't hit the right emotional buttons. If I need a good cry, I'll go listen to Bob Dylan. I'm not listening to hip-hop. Huh. And I'm like, okay. <clears throat> like, and that's part of, like, part of the problem with some of these young cats, right? I'm not going, old man, get off my lawn too full on him. Um, because some of these dudes are making dope music, but some of them just don't seem who, to have who, much of an who, interest. Who? Say what? Name five. Name five. Name five. Who's making Name good five. music? When Drizzy is on his game, Drake will put out some dope stuff. Okay. The Migos I find entertaining. The Migos I find entertaining. Um. There's this kid named Nick Grant out of Atlanta by way of South Carolina. He has some fire. I've heard of him. Vic Mensa out of Chicago has some fire. He's a he's a um JID <laughs> killed that joint never. Well, JID is good. JID is right. good. I like JID. Um so Do any of them have of face cats, tattoos? No. There are a lot of neck tat there's a lot of ink. Vic yeah, Vic Mensa has what? Neck tattoos? <clears throat> There, there's a there's a lot of ink. I mean, but it, what I'm saying, man, is that some of these cats have fire. Like, um, Joey Badass is another one. Oh, Joey Badass is good. Joey Badass is dope. He's like he's like cut from the 1990s cloth, though. Well, but wait, you got some of these cats like like Joey Badass, like um Nick Grant, Vic Mensa. They do boom bap hip hop, right? Like higher BPMs, you know, more complex rhyme schemes. Um, so some of these young cats, man, and I'm, I'm talking about these these dudes were born in the 90s. You know, so some of these dudes are putting out good music. And I think the ones that are putting out the better music have an understanding of where they fit in hip hop and in hip hop culture. Yeah. Whereas with some of these dudes, it's like if it's old, it's whack. And I'm not even going to bother trying to understand it. I'm all about my moment right now. Yeah. But see, you can always find people you can go and search and find people but right. when I'm looking at this chart other than Drake Drake's got no face tattoos uh, the number two guy <laughs> face tattoos but we really gonna gloss over how you tried to play me talk about name five and I start dropping names and it's like oh well well, well I, I mean I don't agree with the Migos that's just not I for said me. they entertain me yeah that's just not for me I mean Dude, they entertain a, me but that's hip hop right like you got a range and you got face tattoos. XXX. I'm sure I'm not saying this wrong, but his n- number four guy is Tentacion. XX Tentacion. Ex- yeah. Tentacion. Extension. Extension. I don't Extension. Know. Yeah. Is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah. 
Then there's Block Boy, B-L-O-C-B-O-Y. But he's featuring Drake, but he's got fake. Not to be confused with Paperboy. <laughs> paper boy, paper you boy. paper boy, yo, put me on, put me on, man, put me on, money boy, put me on. You ain't no money maker, boy. <laughs> Migos, Migos, uh, Metro Boomin, Rich the Kid, NF, NF. You say NF? N is in Nancy. F is in. What song is that? Let you down. Okay, all right. I'm I don't know. Good. Who yeah, is me who is this white weirdo with the face tattoos and the rainbow colored hair? Six nine nine Takashi yeah, Takashi six nine. Yeah, he's in. He's troublesome. He's, he's troublesome. There's a charge in there about sex with a minor and ugh. all kind of foolishness. He's you talking yeah. about he's the king of New York and that doesn't mean as much anymore. <laughs> he's not. He's not white either. He's no, he's, he's, a, he's mixed. Oh, right. he's, he's like he's Latinx. Um, yeah, think like think like Mexican and Puerto Rican or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, well, but he has rainbow <clears throat> hair, rainbow teeth. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I, I just man, but like I said, probably sixty nine tattoos varying on sixty nine on his. He face. looks like a villain on Batman. <laughs> he looks like a Batman villain. I had you have sixty nine minutes before I blow up the city. It was bizarre. But when I was looking at and listening to some of the songs, because I was like, all right, what are they? Man, it's like they're not even trying. They couldn't, they couldn't pot. Are they not trying because they don't have to try? Or are they trying? I don't know what they're doing because in this No Complaint song, the lyrics in the first verse ain't no complaint. Nah. Racks in the bank. Racks. <laughs> Fuck what you think, huh? We got some rank, rank. Leave your ass stank, bow. Robbing the bank, Please bank. tell me, please tell me you saw the video where somebody was reading, um, there's a rocket in my pocket. Like how dudes would drop a rhyme right now. Like they really read Dr. Seuss, there's a rocket in my pocket. Like it was Amigos rhyme and it uh-huh. was hilarious. Because part of the critique, and this is this is something we've talked about before, and we reference people like Joe Button. Joe Button was like, you know, when you slow down the BPMs, you can have simple rhyme patterns. Like, in some ways, hip-hop is reverted. Like, when you listen to that stuff, like, when you listen to hip-hop from 83, 85, and then 88, you can see just how much the sound evolved, how much, how much better the beat making got, and how much the rhyming improved. In right. just two years from 83 to 85 and three years from 85 to 88. And, and a revolution in the sound and in the quality of the music. But right now we're dipping back to those slower BPMs and more simple rhyme styles. And so it does sound like nursery rhymes sometimes. I blend the drugs. <laughs> Dude, that's I, another I problem to too. I had to be the old man. I, I had to be the old man. Listen, I just think that the music is just not. Listen, let, for instance, and I'm not, not going to say whose name it is, but there's a person who I kind of respected in a game who said that they told me to listen to when Amigos I think, first project came out. He was like, listen to the Amigos album. And I was like, really? And it was like, he was like, yeah, the production is insane. And I was like, really? Like, you know, I respected the. 
I put it on and I was like, what the hell is great about the pro like this the production is not there. Like, I don't care what people say. Like the people say, oh, the beats are this. No, the, like you said, the BPMs are slow. There's no I mean, it's I can make one of these songs and have in the span of about 30 minutes. It's funny though, because part of the reason why it appeals to me is because I listen to it when I'm working out. And so if I'm in the weight room, I want those slower BPMs, right? Because I'm focusing on my breathing. Right. But if I need something to get me hype and I'm on a treadmill or something, yeah, I need those higher BPMs. Because people um, aren't, you're not really dancing to this shit. No, no. But and, that's that, what, and, that's, and that's what hip hop was before. It was like people were really dancing to this shit. But to your point about the drugs, right? Like Grandmaster Flash and them are like, yo, white lines don't do it. Biggie, like, yo, I'm out here selling drugs, trying to make a little money to feed my daughter. You know, talking about like having this sort of sense of regret, right? Like, like this is what I'm left to do to try to make ends meet. You know, now Joker's are out here, like, you know, codeine dreaming. I'm telling you, here, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna just play this first verse from this song, just to give some people who may not know what we're talking about a little bit of context. What is it? Metro booming, no complaints, Drake. Uh, an offset. This is what was on uh, the radio the other night. No sound. Fuck what y'all niggas doing. What you got going on? What's that? Yo, no sound. Real niggas in them all fuck up, man. Hell yeah, y'all niggas lying there. Huh? Y'all niggas, man. Ain't no complaints. Nah. Rex in the bank. Rex. Fuck what you think. Huh? We got some rank. Rank. Leo S. Thing. Wow. Robbing the bank. Bank. Pull out the bank. Wow. You was a strange stranger. We don't relate. No. Rex in the. Rex. Rex in the safe. Safe. Steak on my plate. Steak. My sons are done. Done. My bitch Amazon. Bang. My plug is home. She fucking for sons. I wanna be like Muhammad. Okay, I gotta stop that shit. Um, he rhymed bank with bank. I can't. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, just really. Come on. You can you can make you can make that rhyme about your breakfast cereal. <sighs> Got me a bowl, big bowl. <laughs> It's it's atrocious. And the funny part is, when I was looking at that, so that song wasn't the isn't the one that's at the top of the charts right now, but granted, what's at the top of the charts, Billboard, is something similar. So then I dug back into the uh archive to see back in the back in our day, what was the number one song for the week of April first? And the week of April first, I believe the year was. Yeah, please, because we already we already did the the CSI. We know the year is everything right yeah, now. Yeah, we've got the whole. <laughs> the year is everything right now. You say ninety four, ninety five. We all got to fight. This was. I'll tell you exactly when it was. Like Bill Clinton, I'm fixing to tell you. <laughs> it was. <laughs> 1990 was it one okay this could be a good I'll, one it was this i'll tell you the year as soon as we get back but this is what it is it was 
early 90s, I think 91, maybe 90, I'll check, but this is what it was. And wake up to be greeted by an argument again You act like a 10, so immature I try to concentrate on the cure And keep looking at the front door Thinking if I were to evacuate You'd probably be straighter than straight And wouldn't have so much hate Cause you don't know the pain I feel When I see you smiling And when I roll up, you start wilding So I front like everything's hunky-dory But it's a whole different story You don't like the fact that I'm me I don't put on a show when it comes time for you to have company And your friends don't understand your choice of man They speak proper while my speech is from a garbage can But regardless, you shouldn't have to be so raw I'm looking at the front door I'm looking at the front door Baby, I'm looking at the front door I'm looking at the front door With your friends, I glide to the side until the spotlight is mine and never sabotage a good time. But when they're not around, the fights commence. I'm the one you're against, and it doesn't make sense. Cause I'm the one that you claim to love for life. But all I get is gray hairs and strife. And I can play some old stuck-up rapper role and get foul every time you lose control. But that's not my order of operations. So I should win an award for lots of patience. Cause that's all a fella can have with the girl who's shooting up his world like Shaft. And I don't think that I can take it anymore. I'm looking at the front door. I'm looking at the front door. I'm looking at the front door. I'm looking at the front door.
It's like I cleaned my palate. That was 1991. You know there's like instant recognition, right? Like right at the very top when you hear that toot toot toot. Like instant recognition. Yeah. Classic right there. Yeah. And it's aged well. One thing I can say, um, I was to that song not too long ago. And I realized about that song is that the large professor is the asshole in that song. He's the asshole. It's not her. It's not her. It's him. He's the problem. <laughs> is he? Listen to that song again. Yes. Listen to that song again. Uh-huh. He is the asshole. Because, like, she'll bring her friends around and he's acting like an asshole in front of her friends. He's the asshole. Well, I think he feels he feels as though they think they're better than him because their speech is proper while his speech is out the garbage can. You know, this is one of those scenarios where you got to think about him as the blue collar brother with a regular job. And, you know, she's the greed up with her wine and cheese friends. And, you know, they're, they're from different worlds. And they keep reminding her that she's slumming being with him. You can do better than him, girl. I think she can. Because he's the asshole in that song. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go look up the... This, I remember listening to it, and the first thing I thought when, when it started, I was like, wait, what did he say? And I remember going back and listening to it again, and I was like, wait, he's an asshole. <laughs> like, what the hell are you was looking for at the front door, he, right? He said... Uh... Thinking if I were to evacuate, you'd probably be straight as in straight and wouldn't have so much hate because you don't know the pain I feel when I see you smiling. And when I roll up, you start wiling. So I front like everything's hunky-dory, but it's a whole different story. You don't like the fact that I'm me. I don't put on a show when it comes time for you to have company. I think it's that that mm-hmm. social class clash. Mm-hmm. They speak properly. She was bad and bougie. She was bad and bougie before bad and bougie was a thing. There you go. With your amigos. <laughs> I glide to the side until the spotlight is mine and never sabotage a good time. But when they're not around the fight to commence, I'm the one you're against and it doesn't make sense. He's exasperated. Yeah. He's exasperated. Mm-hmm. So 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 why was she having company? His speech gotta be from a garbage can. No, I mean, I think the argument Like is he walking up in the spot been, cursing and stuff? Like you got Oh no, 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 no. You don't have to be that. All you gotta do is drop a couple of not you know what I'm saying? You know, what's good? How you doing? But you is know? that the garbage can though? I think to them it might be. I'm thinking nah. To them it might be. I think he was an asshole. Damn. That's an interesting I think it was him. That's an interesting I think it was we him. can we can interrogate that idea. Any good theory is can be falsified. You gotta have evidence to defend it. It's interesting. And in, in an analysis of the lyrics, you know, me and Jimmy on one side and you out there looking kind of okay. lonely, homie. Okay, but that's fine. I'm going to go to the last. I'm going to go to the last verse. All right. My friends always tell me how I'm lucky to possess the best in girl in the whole U.S. But every time you scream, you blow your finesse. Trying, trying to, to diss the, the professor. professor. 24 hours of acting sore. Now, he's saying that she can't be mad at him because she's pretty. No, that's what, what I think he's, he's saying, saying is that he's, no, she's trying he's to what refine he said, him. What he said is she he can't be mad at him because she's pretty. That's what he no, said. No, no, no. Yeah. What he's saying is that his friends are looking Sometimes at it from the I outside. Wish you come down with lockjaw. 
here's here's my read, bro. His so friends are looking at it like, how can, how can you be mad at her because she's fly? You should be happy you're with her because she's fly. And he's like, meanwhile, she keeps trying to change me to make me something I'm not. So I'll be more acceptable to her bougie friends. You don't like the fact that I'm me. So how'd they get you along know, for two years? Easy. He gl- he glared to the side <laughs> until the spotlight was his and never sabotaged a good time. He fronted Easy. like everything people connect. People connect for different reasons, right? And, you know, depending on where people are in their lives, you got to remember this is a record he's making is probably, you know, a young 20-something, right? I think he people, should leave. He should leave. People think, people think they can change people, right? I can, I can, I can coach them up. See, I can rub off on him. I can, I can refine him. This is he's a, he's a good black man starter kit. Without coming to a definitive conclusion, this is in this last few minutes. This is exactly the point about hip hop. We're having this discussion. About this song, about the li- going to the lyrics, pulling back. Well, could it have meant this? Maybe he meant this. Maybe she was doing this. Maybe he was doing that. That's the quality that is missing when you get, ain't no complaints, nah. Racks in the bank, racks. Fuck what you think, huh? We got some rank, rank. Leave your ass stank, stank. Robbing the gang. bank, bank. <laughs> like there's, there's no All substance set? whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, and dabbing on them like the usual dad so for anybody who's I mean granted people who are listening to Rex in the Bank Bank Rex probably haven't gotten you know an hour and 45 minutes into this podcast but if anybody wants to know what the beef is what the complaint is it's not that the kids are making music that the kids want to make it's that there's no substance there's no we're not going to be debating this uh 20, 27 years from now talking about hmm did offset mean Rex in the <laughs> bank Rex or did he mean fuck what you think huh <laughs> cause if you juxtapose leave your ass stank while he's robbing the bank then that it's just it's trash but my only my only response is that we need to check ourselves in this way there are people who came from our era who also made some trash music. Right. I mean, now mind you, I'm not trying to get jumped by Rex in effect. But all I want to do is run a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. That's not going to win any type of award for quality writing. That's true. But there were a lot of verses that Easy E spit on NWA or MC Ren or other people that were wired. MC Ren was coming with it. Easy E. Yeah, MC Ren was coming with a lot of misogyny and violence against women, right? And that hasn't stood up well against the test of time. So, no matter how intricately those lyrics were constructed, no matter how ferociously they were delivered, dude was a problem. And it's whack. But it's not, and I've said this many times before, personally, I don't care so much what you rap about. How do you present, if that's your 
If that's your perspective, if that's your take, I don't have to co-sign on it. But from a an artistic perspective, do what you're going to do in a in a way that's clever. Do a way in a way that's creative. I mean, Biggie rhyming about all kinds of foul, ridiculous things. So I don't co-sign on the content. But in terms of the creative process, in terms of the actual art in and of itself, that's sort of a different thing. I get it. I mean, Big Pun was a piece of garbage. He was beating his wife and just a, a, a total big fat piece of garbage. But... Damn. Not a good human. No, not at all. But in terms of his art, his art, if you... You know, can you separate the art from the artist? And I know that's a whole other debate. But as an MC from a technical standpoint, um, he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I just the fact that we can debate these things uh, shows that there was a, a depth and a quality. And the other thing is, Rex and Effects wasn't the predominant uh, style. At the time, like we had Rex and Effects, but at the same time we had, you know, Tribe Called Quest, Hieroglyphics, uh, Ghetto Boys. It was such a range, but mm-hmm. but ah, I'm glad you let us right into this topic of debate because about a year ago, um, we were sitting around. I think uh, I think it was just Dre and I doing one of the episodes of the podcast and stumbled across the idea and discussion about who has the best catalog. And we went back and forth and came up with this idea of the battle-log, the battle of hip-hop catalogs. And it took a while just to set up the brackets. And I think the episode where we set up the brackets, uh, Dre was gone. And so the professor and I, you know, worked it out, set up the brackets, and then I, re- I do remember getting like seeing something on Twitter from Dre talking about, oh man, y'all, I can't believe y'all did this. And I we never got yeah, back Dre around to mad. what you were mad about. So Dre was big mad. Go ahead and tell us what you were you were mad about. <laughs> no, no, we I, we did talk about it. Did we? Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it after the fact. Um. Cause now I don't remember. Yeah, but I don't remember now. I'm looking at the uh, the brackets. This the bracket. The the seating. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. And for everyone, this bracket will be posted uh, at theliberator.com. T h a l i b e r a t o r dot com. Um, but. It's, I'm I'm pretty sure with my my any issues I had probably with somebody missing like where's Snoop? <laughs> oh well, we know why Snoop's not there. <laughs> you can't. I'm sorry, I had to I had to joke. Had yeah. to, oh okay. This <laughs> little joke. This little joke. Um. So for example, just to give people a quick rundown, the the brackets are set up in this way. In uh, the opening rounds, it's De La Soul their catalog versus Run DMC's catalog. Nas's catalog versus Tupac's catalog. The Roots catalog versus MC Light. Ice Cube versus Eminem. 
Outcast versus A Tribe Called Quest, Missy versus Kanye, uh, Ghostface versus Common, and then Jay-Z is going to face someone from the play-in matchup, which is going to consist of Boogie Down Productions versus Gangstar versus EPMD. So that's how it's all set up. And if you go back into the archives that are available on iTunes and now Google Play and at theliberator.com, you can go back and find the episode where we uh, sort of hash out the different brackets and we get everything lined up because there are one seeds, two seeds, three seeds, four seeds. We've got four different regions. So it's, uh, it's kind of nice. But what happened is we had to come up with rules for this thing. There's that. And then there's also the fact that listening to the catalogs of some of these groups is going to take some time. Even if you just sort of breeze through it, it's a lot of music. When you're talking about the roots, that's a lot of music. Um, but first things first, the rules. So I've been kind of kicking it around and trying to come up with something. And yeah, I would think about it and then I'd forget about it and move on to other things. And then I'd think about it and then I'd forget about it. Well, last November, Mad Skills, which is why I was playing the Nod Factor at the, uh, in the intro, Mad Skills, Skills VA on Instagram, uh, he posted a picture of Snoop. I don't know what it is with people posting pictures of Snoop that sort of gets me <laughs> riled up, but he posted a picture of Snoop, and he wrote, Happy birthday, Snoop Dogg, amazing artist, all-around good dude, and has, in all caps, the best catalog in hip-hop, hands down, no debate, uh-uh. double uh-uh. high-five emoji. I said, huh? In the words of the Yin Yang Twins, huh? Um, what? So people were firing him up in the comment section. And I wrote in there, the best catalog, hmm. I wonder if the Roots of De La Soul or Outkast or even Jigga would raise an eyebrow at that statement. I said, you must mean the most popular. So then, a few days later, he replies and says, uh, songs in your catalog equal popularity. You don't get on stage and perform a bunch of songs that no one knows. You perform the songs that everyone knows you for. In that regard, his catalog is super extensive. I'm not talking lyrics because if that was the case, Jay-Z would, be, would wrap circles around Snoop. So then I said, well, you're talking about popularity. When you're talking about the best catalog, those are two different things. I said that McDonald's is probably the most popular restaurant in the world. That doesn't mean they have the best food because they're the most popular. And I forget what his reply was, but it wasn't anything substantially uh, substantial enough to refute that point. So, again, there's this whole argument about... People conflate popularity with quality, and they're not the same thing. So, it inspired me to really start thinking about these rules. So, I've been jotting down notes, jotting down notes, and now I think I have enough of a rules framework that we can sort of hash this out right here, 
and then start to move into the actual battles in future podcasts. So, number one, the idea was to assign a point system so that the three of us, or anybody else who happens to uh, guest pop in on the podcast, will assign an, a, a, there's a point system. So, for example, if you have a consensus classic, and that, and by consensus, I don't mean a majority classic. I mean all three of us agree this is a classic. So, for example, Illmatic. We, I'm without even asking. I know all three of us would agree that is a classic album. So, if you have a consensus classic, then for that, you are going to get how many? Let's say a thousand points. Well, what's the? I don't know. Points, like it's like it's like money. Like what's what's the value <laughs> to the yeah. to the dollar or the yen? Well, let's say um, let's see. Okay, if we a go a billion, quadrillion, gazillion dollars. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, um, there's not that much money in the world. Points. Let's see. Um, should we? It seems like ten is too limiting. I mean, what? if we're going, if we're going to keep it simple, 100? right? Like, yeah. what's the standard in hip hop for assessing the dopeness of a complete album? Right? We talk about mics. So, if you have a consensus classic, that's five mics. Right, but so we're going to give we're going to go on five, a scale of one to five. If you want to keep it simple, you can put it a scale yeah. of one to ten. Yeah, yeah, it's more relatable. Five or ten. Five or ten. Okay, yeah. so let's say. So give it a ten. Ten. Okay. So consensus classic. Consensus classic. You get ten. Okay. Then, I think that um, there have to be some points for. Uh, the whether it's I guess productivity so how many albums in your catalog beyond like once we with some of these groups if we move beyond 10 albums then I think you should get some bonus points there should be there should be a certain number at which you get extra points or or perhaps you just get a point per album how are we going to do this Hmm. Because even if, if we, we don't agree that the albums are really good, like we said, well, this is something you might be able to quantify, right? You okay. might be able to take, you might be able to take the number of combatants that we have, their total catalogs, right? You add up the total number of entries in the catalogs to the total number of combatants, and that'll give you an average. Okay. Or you could calculate the the mode like of all the people what number keeps coming up the most right like there can be some measure essential tendency that we use to establish what's typical okay and once we've established what's typical anything above that becomes extraordinary right anything below that becomes questionable Mm. so if we look at someone like Pac 
or, or big, you know, low productivity because he just wasn't here that long and they, they gassed out all the music that he had. But he's not going to have the catalog of a Jay-Z or the Roots because he didn't have that longevity. But you don't want to penalize people that do have the longevity. So long story short, we need to come up with some measure of central tendency that we could use to establish the, the bar. The typical artist in our, our battle log puts out this many albums. And if you're way above that, then yeah, you can get some brownie points. Okay, it's been a long time since I've been in school. The mode, the mean, what, which one? It depends. So the mean, you're talking about an average, but an average is sensitive to extreme scores. So okay. if you throw in a group like The Roots, right? Like, like let's say we're having this podcast and our net worth is whatever it is. Yes. And then Warren Buffett hops on the podcast. The average net worth just shot way up because Warren Buffett came on the podcast. Got it. So if you have fewer observations the average is going to be skewed by some big number. Right. So if you throw in somebody like the roots with like this crazy catalog that might throw off the average, but you know, we have enough groups where maybe it won't, but either we could use the mean or the mode to come up with some measure that says our typical artist has this many albums. And is if that where you, you throw double out the highest that, and the lowest, huh? Is that where you throw out the highest and the lowest? What, I don't remember. No, no, with, with the mode, you're coming up like what number shows up the most. Okay. So if, if it keeps coming up that this person had four albums, this group had four albums, this group had four albums, then that's the most frequently occurring figure. Okay. Okay. So then if we establish that number, then every album you have above that, you gain a point, And every album you Maybe. have below that, you lose a point. Does that sound? Maybe. That sounds fair. Yeah, okay. Right. I didn't know we were going to get on here talking statistics. Hey, that's why we brought the professor. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, next thing is, so we have consensus classic. If we all agree that it's a consensus dud, then you got to lose points. <laughs> Do the prices right music. <laughs> I saying. think you should. Like so, yeah. If all three of us I think, agree, I think you should. All right. So if you gain, if you gain ten for having a consensus classic, then I think you got to lose ten for having a consensus. It's only right. Okay. Nah, I don't agree. No. Okay. What? Nah, I don't think How a dud is worth as. I don't think a dud is worth as much as a classic, though. Okay. So we'd say five, five. minus five. Yeah, like five or three or something. I mean, one thing it got to hurt, man. It got to hurt because they were all saying expectations, right? Because I'm assuming in a lot of this, we're not all we're not all three of us aren't going to agree across the board. I can just sort of look at it and kind of tell. But if we all three agree that something was awful, I don't mean just like a bet. I don't mean. Yeah, I didn't really like it. I mean, you say that was horrible. All right, just I, I was talking about Nas and Genuine. You owe me, right? <laughs> I'm talking awful. about that that last Big Daddy Kane album after he when he was really <laughs> falling off. Right after he did the sex book with Madonna, Prince of Darkness. Yeah, <laughs> or look who there's a job for or something. So I don't mean. I 
Minus five. Minus five? Yeah, minus five. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Now. Here's the thing. And see, now we start getting to these. It's largely subjective, but now it's going to start getting a little more. Mm. Unique. And in that sense, I mean that uh, if you go from one album to the next, if you didn't, is there sort of a consistent sound, a consistent rhyme style, or did you change it up? Like if I go from uh, Three Feet High and Rising to De La Soul is Dead, that's a complete, completely different thing that you're getting, and it's discernibly different. If I had a too short album, and I go from, you know, <laughs> Shorty the Pimp, Short Dogs in the House, there's not really a discernible difference. The music is largely the same, the subject matter is largely the same, and the rhyme styles and topics are largely the same. What it seems to me you're talking about is really innovation. Okay. Like, that's what you're really talking about, like... Are you innovative? Are you evolving? You know, are you demonstrating growth as an artist? Like, like if we look at somebody on the on the battle log chart, like um, Tribe. The reason to me Tribe really blew up is that Fife stepped his game up. Yeah. And the Fife from people's instinctive travels to low end theory, those are two different dudes. And then you got Ghostface on here. You know, Ghostface was all right on the first Wu-Tang album. Yeah. But when Raekwon dropped Cuban Links, I was like, no. Ghost was a different, he was on a different level after that. Yeah. And so there is something to be said about perfecting and mastering your craft. Mm. So perhaps it could be this, because let's say just for the sake of argument, if we said that from people's instinctive travels to low end, you had five step up, you had a different sound to the album. So you could say, okay, there was some innovation there. And then you could say possibly from low end to um, Midnight Marauders. Different sound, blah, blah, blah. But then when you go from Midnight Marauders to that what was that joint um the love movement oh no you're talking about the the, the joint in between beats rhymes and lights rhymes and lights thanks um yeah that album got slammed but if you listen to it now it held fresh. up really well no it did and it was it was <laughs> dude it did <laughs> Because well, we this can, the we thing, can save man. the battle for later. Yeah. No, we'll save the battle for <laughs> later, but let me just say this. Dilla Dilla arrived before people were ready for him. Yeah. Because was that was on... Dilla. Yeah, but he was there before. And but... Dilla did some Dilla did some good work on that joint. Yeah, but the lyrics. Some of that way had down. less to do with right, but it had less to do with with because I remember people really critiquing the beats, and I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Beats on this album are dope. Oh yeah, yeah. It was about them. It wasn't about the quality of the production, because the production was dope. Oh yeah, nobody's saying that, but it wasn't an instrumental album, which it should have been. I would have bought that because what they put out was, you know, 
Money, please, I get loose off orange juice. No. Uh -uh. Yeah, that was why. Um, there was an episode, for people who want to hear that debate, there was an episode of the podcast, The First Busted His Nut. Uh, that was oh, a, tribe, <laughs> a tribe called Quest. <laughs> um, so, I think that, I don't think that you can get chest. on this, you can get, pen, I don't think you can get penalized for not having innovation, but I think if you do innovate, if we, again, on this one, this is, there's some of these things where in order for people to get points, the three of us have to agree. And this is another era, okay. area. So if if we agree that between this album and this album, you innovated, stepped your game up something, then we can assign, what, five points? Yeah, I think five is good for that. All right. Now, some of these other ones, we will ju it'll just be up to us individually to assign points between apparently one and ten so production quality what'd you think of the beats and you know i might say okay this one was a seven but also might like nah that's a two Jay might be like hey you know that's a four so the question becomes do we just take the average or do we just add up each other's uh scores on that I think the whole point of um, adding the numbers is to come up with a sum okay to come up with like a total sum All right. and so if we end up coming up with say five measures that we're going to use to evaluate each album right is it a classic is it innovative is it groundbreaking in terms of lyricism or beats like if we use those things to discuss every project, then we could use that total number to figure out who advances and who falls behind. Okay. Because that's that makes the, the conversation standard, right? We're we're comparing every entry in the catalog using the same set of standards to assign numbers. Okay. And so the highest the highest vote getters I think should move on. Right. But the highest total should advance. But wait, but I guess what I was asking specifically about that, like if we talk about production and on let's say Oh, between the three of us. Right. Uh, if you want to use like so say we, we come up with a number and then that's what gets assigned to that artist for that thing, I think that could work. And then we take the total at the end. So if I say five, you say six, and he says seven, you know, the average is at a six. Okay, we scored out of six, moving on. And then we take that final total, and that's what determines if someone wins or loses. I'm with that. Okay. So on beats. So average we'll first, the average. and then add it up. Total. Okay. And then. So that would be with that, that would be a similar thing for lyrical quality. Mm hmm. All right. So then we'll average our totals and then add those in at the end. All right. Making, making progress. All right. What else we got in here? Yeah, this is, you know, for the people listening, man, they should feel like they're inside the room with the selection committee, <laughs> right. finding out what really goes on with the inner workings, right? 
because you know Syracuse might make the tournament. They like yo Syracuse don't belong here, and then we go on a run and destroy your bracket. <laughs> Roll up on your bracket like Charlie Murphy and Rick James. I thought I looked like stepping on your bracket. Yeah, I stepped on your bracket. Man. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of thinking that. Well, actually, no, that's fine. Okay, so so far what we have is. If we agree that it's a consensus classic, you get 10 points. If we agree that it's, all three of us agree that it's a consensus dud, you lose five points. Now, if only two out of the three of us agree that it's a, it's a dud, no points are assigned for that particular category. Um, I don't know. I'm salty. That still sounds like a dud. Two out of three, that still sounds like a dud. <laughs> I, to me, it sounds like, it seems like, if all three of us agree it's a dud, you should lose like seven points. Because we're trying to we're trying to identify the best of the best, and some of those mm-hmm. some of those later albums from some of these groups mm, don't hold up. So I think you I think you should be penalized. So I think if all three of us agree it's a consensus dud, you should lose like seven, maybe eight, and then that if only hurt. two out of three, then it's five. And if it's just me, then you don't lose any points. I'm I'm open to that. What do you think, Dre? All right, because we because before you said it was a consensus, but if you if we're gonna do like a sliding scale, then we do it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, like if go ahead. If, if all three of us say it's a dud, that's more than a dud, right? Like that's like a bomb. Like you, <laughs> that's yeah, that's injurious, right? If two out of three, two out of three is like yeah, that's kind of whack. You know, that's, that's like yeah, that's kind of that, whack. Does that change the the classic though? Because what if two out of three of us say it's a classic? No, but no, then you nobody no. Mm. I think nah, classic has to be unanimous, man. Classic got to be unanimous. Like, duh, what if? But what, if but what if two? What if? What if two? Of, two out of three of us say it, something's a classic? Then it's not. Like we can make the bar like really high for a classic. Okay. Like the I, classic shouldn't be debatable, right? I think we have more, we're more inclined to hate on things and dis- and <laughs> really <laughs> and sort of on the get off my lawn podcast yeah, and debate things that we don't they like were who we thought they were. But some of that, st- I, I have a feeling, and this is part of, you know, look at the sample group that among the three, but just knowing us that some of these albums we're going to come across and there will be no debate. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's. It's not like it's a secret. When we get to low end theory, it's not like Dre's gonna be like, mm, "Well, you might because you don't like butter because you're out of your mind." But he might what? be like, uh, "Butter makes it not a classic." No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say butter makes it not a classic. Yeah. So you 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 were that person Pager that was snatching a half hand. a mic from a southern player listen. <laughs> Pager on the other hand. Oh, oh man. <laughs> were, were you really the dude that snatched a half a mic from southern player? Yep, I was. That was me. I did. Is, is, is that you, Dre? That was me. That right. was me. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So we have kind of parking point indicator. They got my back, so we gonna keep on jumping and stepping on in the track. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if it's a consensus classic, you get ten. That like the bar is high. It has to be three of us. Now, if all three of us agree that it's a dud. It loses how many points? Seven or eight? Let's make it odd. Seven. 
Okay. Now, that's if all of us agree. If two out of the three of us agree that it's a dud, how many should it lose? Three or four? Yeah, we're going to keep an eye and make it three. Yeah. Three. Okay. Three, you lose three points. Okay, great, great, good. Uh, Longevity on this one. I've got to do a bunch of math and go to Khan Academy and watch some videos and shit. And we will figure out the number that recurs uh, most often and use that to determine if you have X amount of albums above that number, you get X amount of points per out, al- like one point per album above that number. If you are below that, you lose one point per album you're under that number is that where we're at so that could be the first thing we talk about like you know case of starting out here's the number value of the catalog on its own okay good yeah Yeah, this catalog's number value is boom this catalog's number value is boom okay so and so's coming into the matchup already down can they close ground i like that because that means that you know the reason we have the number one is if we look at all the number one seeds long catalogs yeah i like this This and so that should help them to get out of the first round right like like if you're the number one seed you're supposed to win that first round matchup you're not supposed to be out here like uva getting knocked off by (laughs) umbc Ooh, shots fired wow yeah that's right that's true you know what this is making this the whole discussion is making me glad i uh just renewed badlog.com just a couple of weeks ago nice um Okay, great. Then we get to uh, innovation. So, if we agree that there was innovation between two albums, then you get, what do I have here? Five points Mm -hmm. per. If you just had, if it was only between albums two and three that you had innovation, you only got five points. If between one and two, Two and three and three and four, then you've got a lot more points. <laughs> All right, now we've got innovation. Okay, then when we get to beats, that is going to be individually assigned depending on what our personal preference is between a number between one and ten. Mm-hmm. We will take the average and then apply that to the overall score. And Mm -hmm. the same is true for uh, lyrics. And we will, again, take our numbers, apply the average it, and then apply that to the overall score. So, is there anything that we are sort of missing out? Do we give, um, what about album artwork? Is that, should that be taken into consideration? I think that might be... A little abstract? That might be a dated that might be a dated measure, right? Because the album artwork used to be a lot more important than it is now. I don't know if it matters as much now. Yeah, but everybody who's on like, but back catalog, in the day it mattered a whole lot. That's like saying if you had it, that's like having dope music videos. That mattered a whole lot more back in the day than it does now. You've got a point. You've got a point. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't give them album artwork because some of these artists probably didn't have much to do with their album artwork at all. 
Really? Actually, quite a, quite a few of them probably had nothing to do with the album artwork. Not like for real. Like they stood there. Like think about Ghostface album covers. Outside of the first couple, most of his album covers were like him standing in front of a white wall or like him dressed up. Like it's like they, a lot of them are. are Photo based, I guess. I'm, look, I'm trying to look over, look at people around DMC. I mean, I'm thinking about like, yeah, think about that. Out no. AT Aliens had that comic book. They did that. Um, no, I mean, yeah, yo, so. I mean, like Outcast probably has some of the best out of mm-hmm. everybody on this list. I mean, even with but the, they probably uh, also have a lot of influence over what gets into the product, right? Like I look at it right. as, as an academic. You know, I was at a conference in March, and one of the things we were talking about at the conference was. You know, the people on the panel, the people who have put out multiple books in their career, and they were like, hey, you want to have the final say over the artwork or the photography on the cover of your book. Mm. It has to feel right to you. But that's something a lot of people don't know that they can negotiate. And so if it's just being done for you and you don't have a lot of creative input, are we assigning value to something that the artist didn't get to create himself or herself? But so I'm not I'm not feeling that. I don't in looking at this list, I don't see anybody on here who wouldn't have had I mean, because the most contemporary people we're talking about, people who are still like doing things, are really Kanye, Missy, and Common. Eminem sorta. But I don't see anybody Jeez. on here who didn't have because I'm think, looking at every one of these groups and I can think of Roots covers like that for Things Fall Apart when they had all the uh, different photos. Um, right. Ice Cube, Death Certificate, that cover. They li- I mean, Nas. Yo, niggas saw, niggas but saw Jay Nas. But Jay has some boring album, album covers. covers. Who? Jay has some boring album covers. Then he would get knocked for that. EPMB, it's the two of them, it's the two of them standing. On... It, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Or a microphone, on the right. you know, with with the them giving each other a pal. Right, but you know, there's some creative stuff here, but others. I mean, like Pop's album, album covers, covers are horrible. Who's? Yeah, they're pretty Pop's high. Album covers are horrible. Like the best, the wait, best wait, wait, wait. album I'm sorry. cover Common had. He was biting off a Nas or biting off the roots. Yeah, his best two album covers. They all make sense. Like water for chocolate. Right. It's a younger picture of him and his moms, and then it's like a civil rights photo. I yep. Biting off the eyes, biting off the roots. Yeah, and when the roots made phrenology all weird, then Common came back with that electric circus all weird. He's definitely following in the roots <laughs> footsteps. Um Gangstar I mean? album covers. It's them. Right, but like uh, there's not a lot of variation there. Moment of truth, or not moment of truth, um, operate daily operation. It's still them, but okay. I mean, I can, I'm not tribe called quest on that beats, rhymes, and life. If you had the, I don't know what the CD was like, but the cassette had that weird thing where you twist the cover and it moves. Yeah, um, yeah, I ain't about it. <laughs> okay. Here's something I just thought of. Okay. Like as a as a wild card kind of thing. Alright. Did this album introduce us to someone who then blew up? Like are you opening doors? Hmm. 
because if I look at like Salt and Pepper, right? Salt and Pepper gave us Kid and Play. Houdini gave us UTFO. Mm. You know, do, do are you opening the door? Like, is the, is that like is there a legacy factor? So not only did you put out a dope project, you also helped to introduce us to some people who then later blew up. I don't I don't have a problem with that going in. I just don't think that it should be worth a lot. No, 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 no. It's, it's a we could it could be a smaller thing, point. but like like maybe something like that, right? So if I look at EPMD, right? EPMD brought on Redman. Yeah. And you know, is, we could argue about Redman not making a cut. Freddie Fox. I think we. Freddie Fox. Wow. I don't remember if Reddy Man came up after the fact, but he could. Because. He'd be he'd be one of these late entries, one of these. Because Redman could have been could have been one of those playing games. He could have been Syracuse in a playing game and then made some noise. Redman's a bubble team at best. Right. But yeah. Bubble teams can make noise. Yeah. Once well, the tournament starts, it gets crazy. Yeah. And it'd be Red Man versus Pete Rock and CL Smooth. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an upset special. <laughs> that'd be an upset special for real. Oh man. Um that'd be that'd be Red Man Reggie Noble versus Pete Rock and CL Smooth. It's a two on two matchup. There you go. Um Alright, so let, let's see. Legacy. How much how many points should that be worth? Two? One or two. They're one or two. One or two. One or two. All right, we'll say. They're one if it was somebody good, two if it was somebody dope. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, like, I think the way we counted. You know, so-and-so being on the album with so-and-so's debut. Okay. Like, this is the first time that they're heard. Now, but see then, what if the person who was on there wasn't any good? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's only if they're dope. Oh. That's the only way. Oh, that's the way you get awarded. Well, you're talking about taking points away if you're a tribe and you bring out Consequence? Yes, or Ice Cube <laughs> and Yo-Yo. Ooh, that's Funny that's thing insulting. Is, on it, in, it's insulting to who? Yo yo, to yo yo. <laughs> Please, I just saw her Instagram page the other day, and she was oh, doing no. a show. And I'm thinking, like, other than you can't play with my yo yo, yo yo. What the? That's got to be the shortest set in history. Grand opening, <laughs> grand closing. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yo yo. It was shorter. It was shorter than Stacey Dash's congressional campaign. Man. Yo yo. 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 I mean, it seems like she's doing a lot of positive things and doing a lot of good community work, and that's all great. But from a hip hop standpoint, she's got the Bonnie and Clyde theme, um, which clearly Ice Cube wrote because if she could write that good, she would have written that good. And she didn't write that good. And she's got, you can't play with my yo-yo. Yo, maybe she just does the extended remix for like eight minutes. Because I saw... Yeah, but you could be a one-hit wonder. She's and still she's perform, in that Brandy right? song. Yeah, but she's a, what's she hey. doing? Just her verse? 
Yeah. That's Two not a show. Verse. What is that? I I be W on McCruin. <laughs> I be W on with McCruin. Her and Cube could do that duet. It's a man's world. No, here we go. Girl here with we the go. Wreck, 11, 187. Hit the switch front, back, side to side. Corner to corner. Punk, you a goner. But that's the Bonnie and Clyde theme. See? Look, it, we, we, just got, we just got her a good 15, 20 minute set. Yo, yo. <laughs> okay. Yo, yo. Mac Mac Dime. So we gonna we gonna we gonna dock Jay Z for putting on Meek Mill. I don't know anything about Meek Mill other than he got no, Memphis Bleak. Nah, and Memphis murdered. Bleak was the worst one. There's Memphis Bleak. There's, what was that guy that freeway? So Memphis Bleak and Beanie Siegel cancel each other out. No, but know what? No, no, no. The first time I heard Beanie Siegel, it was on a Roots album. Oh yeah, Adrenaline. It was but on the Ben Solar album. What I think, man. He was. I think he was on the JL. First thing I heard though. him on, yeah, we got to, we got to, we got to do a record check on that one. The first thing I heard him on was the Roots. Okay, so on this, I think that this legacy thing can get a little. We might get mired okay. in it. So we, it has to be somebody. In order to get a point, it has to be somebody significant who was like, "Oh wow, they, you okay. know, did right. Jay he put on Kanye or did Kanye just do show up?" Kanye forced his way in. <laughs> he yeah, was doing Kanye beats was and he was doing a cameo before. on the video. Conway forced his way in. But I mean, with, I'm talking about like De La Soul putting on a Q-tip. That's okay. significant. Or would that be the Jungle Brothers? Yeah, that would be the Jungle Brothers. He was oh, black as black, black. black. That's right. Yeah, black as yeah, Jungle black. Brothers. Skirt. Oh. Okay, so this is good. Okay, so all right, if you put on so, so EPMD Red Man, like that's clearly like mm-hmm. yes. So you got to be on Keith that Murray. level. Ooh, ooh, EPM, EPMD is looking. EPMD. <laughs> They're gonna get a lot of points from this mm-hmm. man. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you put on somebody, you get one point for every person of significance you put on. But it almost seems like, well, no, that's that would be the one person. Of, Two points or one point? We were saying one point if the person was good, two points if the person became great. But see, to me, that seems like then we'll get into sort of too much mired down. All right, so just keep it a point. So I think Red Man, Red Man might be the standard on this. So like EPMD puts on a Red Man, that's definitely got to be worth two points. But then you say Keith Murray's not a red man, but let's get it one point. Yeah, do it one point. point. Keith Murray still got bars. Yeah, so, so then you can like so still. Okay. Any creative still for making music, so come on. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Gotta I get like credit. It. And we still don't know what the most beautifulest thing in this world is. It's just like that. <laughs> it's like Studio. He's Black Phil Collins. We don't know what Studio is. Studio. Funny part about don't Phil know. Collins, he was on that TR-808 documentary because he got into a lot of, like, that um, In the Night Shut up. joint. That was all TR-808. Oh, the classic. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's, that's a good documentary. They got everybody. Beastie Boys, they go hip-hop, they go um, just all over the place and show the influence of this one little machine. But I digress, so... All right, so then we got legacy, we have lyrical content, beats, innovation, 
consensus dud, consensus classic, and longevity. Is there anything else we need to be able to properly gauge a catalog? Anything else we're missing? Yeah? No? No, I think that's it. I think we got it. That sounds good. Oh, it's coming together. Um, So, as I mentioned, the first round is a plan. You gotta hype it up like the Kumite. What the BDP, Gangstar, and EPMD. So what's going to have to happen is clearly this first round battle won't happen right away because that's... I I went through and listened to the entire EPMD catalog and geez, it's, once you get past that third album, it's a slog. Um, <laughs> probably until it's you a get slog. It's back funny. in business. With the comeback album, the comeback album was good. Yeah, but there were some albums. Like when they got back together way down the line, like that album was good. Yeah. Well, there was there were some albums in between there that weren't good. Yeah, that's um, kind of <laughs> BDP doesn't have too many albums. Gangstar, I enjoy Gangstar, so I, don't, I won't mind listening to that. But anyway, the point being that we're going to need some time to go back and, you know, re-familiarize ourselves with these, get our... Uh, point system together and then we'll be back with the first round but hey I am excited and then um, we can option off the rights <laughs> Black Cloud Productions can shoot the battle log we sell it to what's Puffy's channel Heat Revolt Volt, Revolt whatever Revolt yeah um, since I cut the cord I don't uh, you know I guess I can get it if I want it but anyway um, yeah I like this I like this so finally, finally coming together. I appreciate you guys uh, taking time out to help us get this all worked out, and I'm looking forward to the battle. I gotta get some new sound effects. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be filming this in the morning, but I gotta get up super early to start getting the the little bulks ready for daycare. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. But hey, I appreciate it. You did it for the culture, for the culture. So, on that, on that note, <laughs> I will catch you all next time around because we have a topic we didn't get to hit, but that's worth a whole podcast in and of itself. So, we'll get this one out there, let it marinate amongst the people. And again, you can uh, check us out on iTunes, Google Play Store, and at The Liberator, T-H-A-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R.com for all your get off my lawn podcast needs alright so until next time fellas wait 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 oh, I want to say one thing what, what? cause I'm looking at my feed right now Cardi B's album just came out and I know I follow a bunch of industry people but they're saying that it's good so maybe James maybe you'll listen to that and you can give us your review so I know you're a Cardi B fan <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I know you're you a fan. Now. You make money moves. See, I, that's I the thing. I don't pass. know. I make money moves. I've never listened to any of her music. I just follow her Instagram feed, <laughs> and that's it. I mm. never look at any of her pictures. I mean, sorry, I look at all of her pictures. <laughs> I never listen to any of her music. 
<laughs> so next time, I want I want to hear your review. She bro. is the number one thing on Twitter right now with like forty eight thousand tweets. I mean, she's been the number one thing it's on my Instagram feed for <laughs> a year. I saw on Love and Hip Hop. Is she like the first person from Love and Hip Hop to actually put out music? Because <laughs> they always in the studio, but we don't get projects. Exactly. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I was just yeah, Cardi B. <laughs> so yeah. that was just it. I'll check. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna check it out, but I'll follow her on Instagram, and and I, I can give you an Instagram, a Cardi B Instagram update. But okay. beyond that, you know. I usually don't even click the the little speaker. Right, you just let her post it. Audible. I I don't need to hear that. <laughs> Shut the fuck. I Dude, it it's already much. gold. What you know? It, it's it's yeah. already gone gold. Oh yeah. You you know why? Because the so system's broken. The system's broken now. What do you because mean? stream, the stream, stream because the streaming, the system is broken. Yeah. So the fact that those like Bodak Yellow and the other song that she had out is on that mm-hmm. album, that goes right. towards the album already. Right. So it's already right. like it. The system is broken because streaming is considered a certain amount of stream is considered like right. you know it goes towards your numbers. It's not like a purchase. It's like listening right. to the radio and you get it goes towards your numbers. It's great, like stream. I told you before, I'm not a fan of streaming. And this, the numbers thing, anybody can go platinum now just off the fact that you get streams, which is yeah, crazy. That's what, that's what dude was talking about on um on Forbes, that because of that streaming technicality, the album is already, yeah. already gold, even though it's just it just dropped. Right. Because all of those other streams of those other songs add to the numbers. And that those songs have been out for like Mordegel has been out for like a year, and that's on this album. And that's on this album. Yep. So, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. So she didn't have an album out before. This is her first album. She had mixtapes. Mm-hmm. I think she had two mixtapes. Oh, huh. <laughs> I guess I'm not up on my Cardi B catalog. But this is the thing that's impressive about it, right? Like, she she had a lot of features, too, where she was on other people's things. So she's on the Migos right. track. She's on this track. But think about what happened to Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Wow. And Ed Lover, when he had his show on Backspin, he said, he was like, yo, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns could rock. He was like, them dudes had some talent. But the problem was when they dropped... When they dropped that single, they didn't have an album done. Right. And so they couldn't follow up the heat with more heat. And they missed their moment. Cardi B kept herself in the conversation enough with having more work after Bodak Yellow to get to this point, to get the album out. And so that's impressive. Because Atlantic Records has spent a lot of money on her. A lot of money. Wow. Wow. They spent a lot of money. So they, she has to hit. If she didn't hit, everybody was losing their jobs. So it's going to be like too big to fail, like Black Panther. We can't <laughs> let it fail. Even if it's hey. whack, we're going to say it's dope. Yep. Lord Tariq and exactly. Peter Guns, that's that uptown baby. Uptown yeah. baby. In the crown yeah. baby. Yeah. 
They made an LA was like, yo, that record was fire, and, and it was hot, and they had a remix and all of that, but there yeah. was no album after it. There was like, what what came after that? Can you name what they had after that? No, no. But in her case, <laughs> but in her case, she she stayed relevant. She stayed she relevant directed. until the album could drop. Well, yeah, because her, her, her first project didn't do anything. Like it didn't make a dent. Whatever that mixtape was made no dent. So they 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 knew. Well, once she got on the label, they knew that they had to keep working her. And then you know she could coast through. This Bruno Mars song, she can coast through. Right. So huh. sorry, sorry for interrupting and extending. No, listeners. that's no, that's fine. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Cardi B <laughs> all day every day as long as I don't have to play her music or listen to it <laughs> you know hey Cardi B power to her good for her good for yep. her she started from the bottom now she's there yep mm. indeed but you know hey um, just a regular smegular degular girl from the BX you know <laughs> Oh man! Leave Cardi alone. She's so New York. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, Cardi B. What's the album called? Uh, Invasion, Bar- of, Invasion Privacy. of Privacy. Oh, I thought it was Bartier Cardi or Cartier Barty or. That's one of the songs on that. Yeah. Oh well, so how much I know. All right. Well. On that note, um, geez, I'm gonna have to play another main source song to wash that <laughs> Cardi B discussion out of my mouth. But, hey, um, hey, 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 All right, man, y'all get some rest, and uh, right. I'll figure out what that number is, get these rules posted up, and then we'll come back and do it again later. Peace. All right, man, peace. Peace. This right here ain't nothing but the END. So follow me into the sun and let your soul be free. The END, the END, the END, the END. This ain't nothing but the END. So follow me into the sun and let your soul be free. The END, the END, the END, the END. Peace, 5000G.